We are drafting a $555 DraftKings Best Ball Tournament team here on Spike Week. Slow draft. We're going to walk you through every single pick we make today. We're kicking it off with rounds one and round two of this tournament. We're going to intro the tournament a little bit because it is a million dollars to first place. Myself and three of my best Spike Week friends here are going to show you how we can win a million dollars on DraftKings in this high stakes tournament with rounds one and round two picks. Now let's do it. All right, guys, here we are kicking off a $555 draft on DraftKings. For those of you that were not in tune, uh, this is our second in the series of slow drafts that we're doing here where we're going to dive into. Hopefully, hopefully this one's we're not quite at the turn on this one, so we'll see exactly how it goes. But we did a $500 draft on Underdog where we walked through every single one of our First, you know, two picks. We were at the turn. We took two selections on every single video, so you can get a little behind the scenes and a little, uh, certainly behind the scenes into our thought process. So lots of strategy discussion. Some of those videos, despite the fact they were only two picks, went upwards of an hour or an hour a ha- hour and a half of strategy uh, discussion. So we'll see how that goes with this DraftKings draft. I am, uh, of course, welcoming in three. Uh, the sharper folks, Rob's not here, so that's why we're going to win this thing because Rob is not included in this one. But of course, Silas running the ones and twos, Trev and B, Kurt and myself. And we are going to walk through every single pick in this draft. We, uh, quick spoiler alert, we are drafting out of the 108, which is literally my least favorite uh, spot to draft from in any single uh, draft slot. But uh, I don't want to give away all the goods. Really quickly, first, we're going to talk about, before I start with these guys, um, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this specific tournament format. So $2.6 million, as you see on your screen here, if you're an audio listener, um, just listen in. $2.6 million total prize pool with, uh, sorry, I got it. Can you zoom in just a tiny little smidge? What does that say? 5,200 total entries. Perfect. 5,200 total entries. Obviously, you draft in a 12-team league just like any other. And two advance. I kind of like that, actually, as opposed to underdogs' general um, higher stakes um, advancement structure is to advance more teams out of every single league, which I, I don't think that that's uh, wrong or anything. But still only advancing two out of the league make the advancements thereafter really kind of straightforward. So, after round one, two teams, uh, again, two teams out of 12 advance out of round one. In round two, only six teams and the top one advances. And then round three, five teams and the top one advances. That leads to a round four final in week 17 of 29 total teams out of 5,200. So uh, a one in 29 shot, if we can somehow make it to the finals at a million dollars, sounds fun to me but before we hop into our first round pick and then start talking about our second round pick i just want to go around really quickly and get you guys takes on just general thoughts about this particular tournament right this advancement structure anything you're thinking about differently or the same or just overall thoughts about you know this specific tournament with it being a really top heavy right a million dollars to first and a 2.6 million dollar prize pool fairly 
easy air quotes, easy advancement structure and a small final and DraftKings. Of course, the last the last draft we did being underdog DraftKings scoring and everything being a little bit different. Let's start with B. Kurt. We'll just run it down the down the board here. B. Kurt, what are you thinking about this tournament? I'm pretty excited just to kind of jump in and think about it a little bit differently. I've been playing a lot in the $10 Millie Maker. So that's a 1400 person final and it's 212, 112, 112. So it's just a completely different different structure. (laughs) So to me, uh, I feel very fluent in the pockets of DraftKings, kind of different constructions with however you start your team. Uh, I don't mind the 108. Uh, The first couple rounds can be dicey, but kind of being in the middle helps with some of the fallers and things like that a little bit on DraftKings because you'll see a little bit more wonky stuff. So overall, that's the big takeaways for me of where my brain's switching from the $10. Perfect. Silas, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, I mean, unlike the Bulldog draft where there were 400 entrants, obviously 5,200, um, it's not like BBM or the DK Millie where, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of entrants. So you don't need the absolute nuts to make it to the finals, which is fantastic, right? Um, you basically just need to get out of your group and then pretty much anything can happen. Um, at, you know, I kind of scrolled through the prize payouts. You know, it's 10,000 to 29th. Like pretty much all the money is to first. Like we need to optimize to win in week 17 in this contest yeah. because otherwise you're pretty much drawing it. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point. Sorry, Trevin. And then you can go. Is that I didn't mention is while it is an easy advancement structure, and the theoretically mathematically difficult part is getting out of your twelve team right, getting into a six man pod and a five man pod are or five per, five team pod. Sorry, ladies, is a little bit easier than getting out of this, you know, or the same as getting out of this twelve person pod. You all the money is going to be decided, not even just in the final. Of course, we want to make it to the final and that's where the money is. But like really within the top few teams even of that week 17 final. And so the combination of the fact that it's really small means you don't necessarily have to optimize for it quite like you would in, say, BBM or the DraftKings Millie. But the fact that all of the money is within those top couple spots does add that wrinkle of, like Silas said, we really want to win week 17, right? We want to get there. Of course, we don't want to do anything stupid to sacrifice getting there, but when we get there, we want to win this puppy. Trev, what are you thinking? Yeah. I was going to say it's a good mix between like BBM and the bulldog we did. Cause I think the bulldog was an eight man final and in our team, we didn't have a bunch of week 17 correlation. We had playoff correlation mixed in, but it was just not that much week 17 here. You definitely need more with 30 teams. Um, and I also think that, uh, just only the two advancing rather than I think four in the bulldog. We kept saying, we're like, we just need to not mess up. We had a good start. We're like, just don't fuck it up. And then we're good. Uh, here, I think we definitely have to play more aggressively, I'd say, rather than we're like taking yep. the safe picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on DraftKings, the way that we draft, it's perfect. Like, because you'll see, I mean, as you'll see in the first round, you get some <laughs> nice followers, you know, you feel pretty good about your team. <laughs> And that that's a perfect segue into the fact that um, this filled, we are recording this on a Thursday uh, evening, late afternoon, evening, depending on your, your time zone in this filled uh, yesterday and uh, correct yesterday or this morning. I yesterday. Anyway, yesterday. And uh, we were hoping we would be able to make it to this morning, but so we could record both of our first two picks, which of course we did not. And now Silas has pulled up the draft board and at the one Oh eight, we were, 
It was a sweat for everyone. Um, the 108, as we said, can be a little bit dicey. And we say that because after what what I think we would all agree on as a top five, maybe a top six. Let's just call it a top six. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. It is a pretty wide open tier with the Stefan Diggs and Austin Eckler and AJ Brown, et cetera, et cetera. And so we were sitting in our, our lovely little Discord having a discussion about um, – putting a cue together on who we would want to take if all of those guys were gone at the 108. Um, we had actually settled on uh, B. John Robinson, who went at the 111 in this draft. But luckily for us, uh, Tyreek Hill falls. Uh, the, the 107 takes Austin Eckler. We all like pretty much immediately agreed upon just snap calling Tyreek Hill at 108. I think you could make a case that Tyreek Hill is the 103 um in in on any site in any format um but it's really between him and cooper cup for me right now i have uh you can access them in the in the description of this video in the spike week rankings uh i believe i have cooper cup third and tyreek hill fourth but honestly if you flip those i would not be upset so getting tyreek hill at the 108 especially in a full ppr with 100 yard bonuses is is pretty sick. Does anybody have anything they want to add in terms of uh, uh, Tyree Kill? Was there any other possible thing you guys wanted to do here? Kind of let the floor open to you guys. No, I think we were all pretty much dead set on Tyreek. I mean, he has, you know, debatably, you know, one of, if not the highest single game upside case, right? Getting him at pick 108 is already going to differentiate us. Um, so we're going to kind of open up unique combos in a, a 5,200 person contest. Um, so I think we were all pretty happy. Yeah, Anybody I was definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he's one of the elite guys that you love to get in the first round. Uh, Bijan, I was open to just because a lot of time in these DK rooms, you know, you'll see running backs just fly off the board. We had Chubb go right there, uh, two picks before us, which isn't too crazy, honestly, but a lot of the times it'll just be a drought, which we're fine with. But I was, I was gonna go with the elite anchor and Bijan over guys like Diggs and AJ Brown because you'll just see value fall over and over in these drafts. What do you think, B. Kurt? Yeah, that would be what I would second. Is we really have an, the max flexibility here because of how we draft and how we think about wide receivers. We're going to be able to find wide receivers all throughout the draft, where if we want to take a couple of detours for running backs, either a hero or an anchor build, something like that, even dual running backs in like the third and fourth rounds or something, we're going to have that flexibility still at wide receiver all throughout the draft. Yeah, and it is funny, isn't it, that on DraftKings, there tends to be values at wide receiver that, A, I can't still really make heads or tails of that, that with their with their ADP. Um, guys like JSN that uh, go, you know, much higher on underdog than they do on on DraftKings. And as as you guys all alluded to, I think our drafting style suits the ability to detour to an elite running back if we so choose a little bit more than some other people. Maybe um, I'm not saying we'll we'll see how this team turns out. You know, we, we could fall on our faces, but that's just how it goes with best ball. But I think if Tyreek were not there, I actually felt the most comfortable, despite being much more of a wide receiver bro, if you will, with a an anchor Bijan um, build, or if somebody really wanted to throw Eckler out there, I, I prefer Bijan to Eckler um, this season. But also knowing what's coming in the second round, which we'll get into here in just a second, what's coming in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, like what's coming in all these upcoming rounds with wide receivers, and then even what's coming 
and some of the potential value, like you guys mentioned, in the seventh, eighth, ninth, that I, I feel more comfortable, even then on underdog, despite the scoring format, taking a Bijan or or if we preferred Eckler or if we preferred Chubb, even something like that, um, which is kind of funny to say. So really quickly for the audio listeners, after we took Tyreek Hill at the 108, let's read off the board. Justin Jefferson goes 101, shocker. What led us to this, shout out to uh, uh, Nick or Nicola or whatever, Nick. Nicholas Nick, B. Gonna, Nicholas B. at the 102. Shout out to you. Sorry if you're watching this, uh, but we thank you. Took Jalen Hurts um, at the 102, which is ultimately probably what led to us getting Tyree Kill. Jamar Chase goes at the 103. Then Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup. So pretty standard thereafter. We were sweating on uh, T. Funky's pick there at the 107. Uh, and he took Austin Eckler over Tyreek Hill, which I don't think is like totally egregious. I, 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 the Jalen Hurts is probably a little bit egregious, but Eckler, whatever, that's fine. Um, and so we get Tyreek Hill. After us goes Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, Bijan Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, and Jalen Waddell. So a, other than Jalen Hurts and I guess maybe the Austin Eckler pick, nothing really going outside of the norm, but we are now back on the clock. Uh, the 17th overall pick here in the second round. Yeah, and now we can pull up the queue. I'll just read off the top couple of guys um, from the queue, and then I'll start to pass it to you guys to give your thoughts on where you want to go. Garrett Wilson is the highest player on the the board ADP-wise. ADP also, uh, I'm not trying to sway you guys, but my highest-ranked player here, not trying to sway you. Just not trying to sway you. Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. Lots of running backs there after Garrett Wilson uh, and quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen, Chris Olave, finally, with another wide receiver, Devonta Smith, et cetera. So let's kick off the discussion, what we want to do here in the second round. Knowing we have Tyreek Hill, uh, let's, go to the, let's, let's, let's go to the opposite direction. Let's go to Trev first. What are you thinking here in the second round? I mean, it's it's Garrett Wilson all day for me. I mean, <laughs> the numbers he put up last year with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and they had that third, the option quarterback at one point for one Strap of the Highland games. Yeah. <laughs> and he was still just, he was putting up work as a rookie. I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be an MVP again. You know, he doesn't have to be amazing. He just has to be decent. And his competition is Corey Davis and Alan Lazard. Like he's shown he can perform. Now he's getting an upgrade at quarterback. You know, it's hard to see him have a worse season without injury. Um, I think there are, you know, there are definitely other options you can look at. But for me, it's just Garrett Wilson's the last guy in that second tier of receivers. I think he deserves to be with the other guys like A.J. Brown. Silas? Yeah, so I think Garrett Wilson definitely gives us a unique combo with Tyreek Hill and Garrett Wilson. Um, obviously, they also play in week 15, which is important in the playoff weeks. Um, the only other guy that's in consideration for me is actually Derrick Henry. Um, you know, he actually led oh, all running backs in was, yards. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was expecting. I was not. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not Derrick Henry. I does thought this, it was going to be a Mahomes take. Does this have something yeah, to do see. with the El Nino year versus the Houston Texans in Week 17? <laughs> is that the take here? No, no, no. So. I and I'll, I, I'll preface this. I teased all of them that I had one argument. Um, I, I still think Garrett Wilson's probably the pick, but the only other argument is Derrick Henry. So he actually led all running backs in yards per route run. He actually is very good after the catch. They're mm -hmm. committed to running the damn football. They're going to be in a lot of low scoring games, which means he's going to get a lot of volume. Should probably see a lot of high value touches on a you know 
offense that appears to be going for it. Um, you know, they just moved to what minus 200 to sign D hop, which means yep. they're going to play Ryan Tannehill and not pack it in. They're not going to trade him. They have a pretty damn good offensive line and you know, they have a good defense to keep teams in the game. So he is the guy that, you know, could put up that 30, 40 point ceiling game that you need in the playoff weeks, top it with Tyree Hill and there's your million dollars. Um, I'm not going to say and sit here and say that, you know, I would 100% take Derrick Henry over Garrett Wilson because I think it's very, very close and a lot closer than everybody thinks. Um, but I think it kind of leans towards the unique combo of Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson. I personally am a little bit more down on the Jets offense. Aaron Rodgers did not look good last year at all. They're committed to running the football. They might sign Dalvin Cook. <laughs> so, you know, they might have three, maybe four decent, pretty good running backs. Um, and they might just want to run the football 40, 45 times. Who the hell knows? You know, they don't need to rely on actually throwing the ball and putting it downfield. Um, Garrett Wilson is obviously an elite talent, but if they're not throwing it 40 times a game, you know, he could be potentially a bust. B. Kurt, what you thinking? So I'm going to be voting Garrett Wilson here. Uh, no, I, no yeah, way. Go, go figure. Um, <laughs> so yes, on all your Derrick Henry points, Silas, I completely agree. I'm actually buying more Titans than most people are right now. But I think it's just Garrett Wilson is the end of a tier compared to the rest of these players. And then when I look at running backs, these running backs are all kind of the same to me, same tier. I can see that high ceiling upside from Barkley, Pollard, all them, even down to Brees. We might even have a shot at Brees coming around in the third round based on where he's going. And it sounds like Silas is probably not going to be super into that one. Yeah. Based yeah. <laughs> on his Jets feelings there, but <clears throat> there's not a whole lot of difference to me in these running backs and where there is the difference is Garrett Wilson down to the next wide receiver that we could get in the third round. We'd be looking at Calvin Ridley in that kind of two V two to me is screaming Garrett Wilson. Um, you could almost make a case for a Mahomes team here where hey, what if we show up to the finals and we're the only Mahomes team that gets through and he puts up a 40-burger? That's going to be pretty awesome. But Probably not a lot of Mahomes-Tyreek teams either, I imagine, Mahomes, especially in this little siloed, smaller yeah. tournament. When the people are tapping Mahomes in the second round, they're taking him with Kelsey or Chase, mm -hmm. right? Because those guys make the most sense to draft him with. Tyreek would be a very unique thing so i'm not trying to pound the table for mahomes but i'm just saying it, it, it you, i i think i think silas's case also on derrick henry was interesting so i'm trying to give you guys both yeah. kudos to both of the cases and like it, it kind of fits into that same vein as the derrick henry case it's just that unique player at the different position that could really separate however there are other quarterbacks that are going to be hanging around if we still want to go elite qb a little bit later where we can get our wide receivers and then have the elite quarterback like that's pretty appetizing too. I totally, totally agree. Like I said, I, I will give uh, what, here's what I'll say about the Derrick Henry uh, tout one. I was not expect, expecting it. So shout out to you for totally surprising me. That's two times in a row. We've drafted a high stakes team together and Silas has brought up someone from the second round. And I was like, Holy shit. I did. That was not what I was thinking. Uh, last time you convinced me this time, <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you pushed your luck. Uh, let's just say you never walk away from a heater. You should have walked away from this heater in terms of convincing me on the second round pick because I'm not going to give into the Derek Henry thing. But 
I what what I do think your sentiment that if someone wants to take something away is that I could not possibly agree more with the the premise that everyone has been working off of for months now that is still like a residual effect in the ADP and just the overall market sentiment that the Titans are going to be horrendous. And I, I don't think they're going to be good like by NFL standards, but I don't think the Titans give a shit about what any of us think about any of that. I don't think Mike Vrabel, I don't think it's in Mike Vrabel's DNA to come out and say, we're punting off this season. We're just going to give Will Levis the keys and say whatever. I think they I think they are the favorite, the, the betting favorite, but I think that they're the favorite to sign DeAndre Hopkins. I think that that shows us a lot, as Silas said, about what their intentions are this year. I think that they know that the division is bad. The Jaguars are the best team and the huge favorite in that division. And, are the Jaguars like they're they're good, but like <laughs> the Jaguars aren't the Chiefs, they aren't the Eagles, they aren't they aren't that level of of team, and so I think the overall sentiment around the Titans is probably a little misguided. I think Derrick Henry is a re- totally reasonable pick. I'm not uh, still I haven't got myself to, to dive really fully in, but it's because of Derrick Henry. It's not because of the Titans. So I think your argument was absolutely spot on. I wanted to make sure we called that out. I also think in this tournament and with DraftKings quarterback pricing, uh, what B. Kurt said about Mahomes is 100% spot on. Um, and Mahomes on DraftKings, I think it sounds funny, but is like a huge, it's a huge, huge boost for Patrick Mahomes on DraftKings with the 300-yard bonus. He is, like, as big of a lock as there is on the planet to throw for 300 yards almost every single week. You get to week 17, you throw for 300 yards against, spoiler, the, the Bengals in the biggest shootout of, of the week. He's, like, a lock for that. So there's 15 points. You're just, like, starting with 15 points from your quarterback. He's probably going to throw for multiple touchdowns. We'll get a stack. with. We would get a stack with him later. It, it definitely makes a ton of sense, especially the smaller the field you get. Ultimately, for me, I just don't think we can pass on Garrett on, on Garrett Wilson here. Um, I am much more pro Jets than than Silas is, although I I totally understand the Aaron Rodgers kind of uh, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I think the bar to clear for Aaron Rodgers in 2023 in order to make Garrett Garrett Wilson a smash is very very low. I think the if he can be last year's Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson is like <laughs> Christian Watson was a smash last year. Romeo Dobbs was like reasonable, right? Devontae Adams was two years ago when Rodgers was still not quite as good, was the best wide receiver in fantasy. You know, um, I just think that it's it's kind of a small miss, big win again. I mean, most of these guys are, I, I wouldn't call Derrick Henry, I guess <laughs> small with miss big win. He can be a big miss, but Garrett Wilson feels very small miss big win. And I can't imagine there are that many Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson teams in this tournament. And you want to talk about flipping over the cards when you get to week 17 and you're the only team with Tyreek Hill and Garrett Wilson, that, that feels pretty damn good to me. So, um, that's my case for for Garrett Wilson. We can we can run it back real quick and see if anybody has anything anything else to add. Trev, back back to you. Anything else? Uh, the only other guy I'd really consider is Chris Olave. Just I know you really love the Saints. Um, just all the yes, do. games, terrible division, and he's got like a really nice playoff schedule. Uh, I think they're like they're pretty close. I'm still Wilson over them, but you know if there are multiple people who have like bias against the Jets and don't think they're going to be great, you know I'd be open to that. But uh, it's definitely a receiver here for me. Just I love this tier of guys, you know. 
it's like the they could be the ne- the top tier next year. You know, you want to take the guys you're going to move up in the draft, like these young guys who produced early. Like that's who I want to be grabbing right here. Tyler. Yeah. So I mean, even in my my discussion, I said you know I I think Garrett Wilson is the pick. Like, but you know I had to think about it a little bit. Um, I do agree that most of these running backs are pretty much the same tier, so uh, it, it it makes sense to grab Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm really actually happy Jalen Waddle is off the board before our pick. It just makes it so much cleaner for us because I it would have been a harder decision. Like let's say Barkley went that pick. Okay, now Wilson or Waddle? Could we get that correlation? I like that Waddle went went to a spike weaker. So shout out to them. But stinks for you. We got you blocked on Tua if we want him. That is true. That is true. It's going to come around to the yeah. side of the board. So I'm sure you're going to watch this. I'm sorry uh, if that does come, you know, three weeks down the road, maybe two weeks now from now. But uh, I hope you do good. Yes, maybe we can I, be the two teams that advance. I was, it is so funny you say that because Tyreek fell to us. I was elated last night uh sitting in my basement it's thunderstorming like a mother and I'm, I'm messaging you guys and silas sends us the the note that we got we got tyreek and i'm like all happy my dogs are sprinting laps around me you know freaking out as it as it goes and then um uh, but then we see we see the board for the second round pick and that's literally my thought was oh wilson and waddle both both sound good but I don't want to have that debate. Like I do, I I don't know who I prefer. I don't want to have that debate about uh, you know, do we need to stack both of the elite Miami guys or whatever. So, you know, sometimes you get a gift, and I do think Garrett Wilson ultimately really should be our our pick here. I think everyone uh, that brought up alternatives, everything these are second round picks for a reason, right? These guys are are awesome, but I think there's just too many things. You can even see on Silas's screen using the draft hacker from Spike Week that Miami and the Jets play in week 15. If we really wanted to go all the way down to a week 15 tiebreaker, we could we, we, we could say that. But um, uh, really quickly before we sign off, since this was a little bit shorter one, I want to hear what you guys are thinking in terms of um, kind of the next time we come on the, on, on the board. Um, I, I have drafted probably less DraftKings than you guys have uh, so far this year. And um, I know B. Kurt mentioned Brees. I don't want to get Silas riled up with uh, onslaughting the Jets to start this uh, draft. But just kind of in general thoughts, what you guys are thinking about when we come back on the clock at the, at the 308. B. Kurt, we'll start with you. So the first thing that I'm going to be looking for is, did one of the running backs fall and is Mark Andrews hanging around? Those feel like the value when we get to like 308. There's going to be a whole bunch of receivers that we can debate all night long if we want to go that way. But we probably have three detours in the first seven rounds. And the third round is a perfect time for one of them. Or Lamar is right there too. That's a, I'm, yeah. you know Lamar is literally at the ADP that we pick that we pick next, which uh, obviously fits. Well, I know we wouldn't have Andrews, but I, that, I don't think that that's that that's a problem. So that's that's definitely interesting. Silas, what are you thinking? Yeah, so Mark Andrews is exactly where my eyes light up um, you know, with the Week 17 correlation. Um, you know, I I'm also huge on Lamar. I think he could literally be the MVP this year. Um, he has a ton of wide receivers that go wicked late on this for no reason. Uh, other than Odell, they actually they flip. 
yeah, they, they flip in ADP for, uh, compared to underdog, and I actually like the uh, later guys more than Odell. Um, so, you know, there's a, a ton of interesting stack partners there. Um, the running backs are, are can be interesting. Um, I think there might be some that hang around just with the recent reports of holdouts. Um, but I also, in full PPR, really like that that tier of wide receivers as well. So I think we can kind of see what happens, and I'm kind of going to be happy with no matter what. Because, again, they still are third early. <laughs> Trev? Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I like all those guys. If we get some cook news that maybe he's not going towards the Jets, I'll probably bang the drum for Brees Hall. You know, just double up there. But other than that, yeah, we're, we're, I'm just I'm just looking at you know that that tier of Lamar and up for the most part. I started talking about Brees Hall and they took the board down. Damn. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Silas, but, we're gonna have to have you read the leg up newsletter newsletter from today, and you can get your yeah. Brees Hall up. You're not gonna like. It. I recorded with Karain today, and he said Brees Hall about we we talked for two hours. Shocker, I know on uh, the show that we that that we do. He said Brees Hall's name about I don't know 120 times, and he also wrote about him in his newsletter this morning. So uh, between that and the fact that Brees might be on the clock the next time we take these picks, uh, you're gonna get enough Brees uh, talk here for you. Yeah, I, I hate to be that guy that brings up injuries. I just don't think he's going to be healthy to begin the year. And, like, that yeah. brings up, like, the point as, as to why they're investing in the running back position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, absolutely definitely. insane. He's unreal talent, probably one of the best running backs when healthy. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, and that will be will, will, we will, yeah, we will get to this, this later. But I imagine by the time we are on the clock again, uh, we certainly don't have Dalvin Cook news and, um, you know, the, the rumors of them drafting Jameer Gibbs are scary. The rumors of J- Dalvin Cook going there are scary. And um, I also think it's possible he's a faller uh, uh, in this in this room on DraftKings in general. You know, those kind of injury scare guys and those free agent rumor guys can be scary as as well. So I, I, I find myself maybe, uh, you know, if if let's let's just let's pipe dream a little bit if. Andrews, Lamar, and Brees are all on the on the clock like available to us when we come back on the on the clock at the 308. I I, I love Brees. I draft a lot of Brees, but I will probably also be on Silas's side pounding the table for for these other guys. So it will be definitely an interesting conversation at 308. But honestly, I'll be I I will say when Silas told us we got the 108, I was like triggered. I was like, like we got the 110 in the Bulldog, right? And to be fair, we got lucky in the Bulldog. AJ Brown to us at the uh, 111. You're right. We got the 111 in the Bulldog on underdog in the last series that we just recorded. And AJ Brown falls to us at the 111. So you're like, okay. I mean, is AJ Brown as good as Tyreek Hill? No, but we kind of got bailed out a little bit from being at the 111. That was great. Stack the Eagles. Ended up loving the team, loving the team. Then we get the 108 here. I'm like, are we going to re- do we have to keep recording these series until we get like an actual good pick? <laughs> like I would like to get one of the good players and then Tyreek falls to us and then Garrett Wilson is available to us in the second round. And I was just like, this is what you hope for. Like this, this is what I mean, when you get the 108, this is the kind of start that you ultimately uh, hope for. Not Derek fucking Henry uh, at, in the second in the second round. I'm kidding, obviously. But uh, that's our first two picks. Tyreek Hill, 
Garrett Wilson, uh, as you can see with a smile on my face, I am very excited for this team. I think it's going to turn out awesome, and I'm excited to see where we head to over the course of these last 18 picks. We'll be back in, uh, we'll see, you know, uh, generally uh, the underdog slow drafts were about every two days or so, so expect two two to three days, uh, and we'll try, if we can, to record uh, both picks at the, at the turns each time, uh, so two picks in one video. Um, but that'll do it for the Browns one and round two and the DraftKings Millie maker. We're in route to a million dollars, 250 K a piece. I guess I'll, I'll settle. I'll settle for 250 K a piece. We'll be back in just a couple days. See ya. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at spike week. Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date. That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.